What's up, everyone? I'm Ursula, and I want to welcome you to the You Are Strong podcast. I just realized it has been six months since I've last recorded an episode. So if you're new here, I want you to know that I am here to help you find peace in the chaos. If you're on that hamster wheel of go, 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 where you're giving so much to everyone else instead of yourself, I'm here to help you reconnect with a girl inside of you who wants to be set free. And today I'm going to be talking about how I have freed myself and transformed my anxiety and my panic into calm, peace, and true freedom. So let's get this party started. What's up, everyone? I'm so excited to be here with you and to share my story that is revolved around anxiety and panic, specifically as it relates to driving. My anxiety while driving and panic had started a little over three years ago, and it was actually before my mom had passed away. Therefore, I know that my mom's passing did not necessarily trigger this anxiety and this panic for me, which has also been a struggle because if you've been following me, you know that I'm a recovering control freak. And so for me, trying to pinpoint where this is coming from has been a little bit of a struggle because I don't exactly know where it's coming from, why this is happening. And that right there is something that I have had to learn to let go of. I got my learner's permit when I was 15 years old. And the day I turned 16, I was at the DMV getting my license. So I was all about driving. I was never nervous or anxious. I could not wait to drive. And so when I was in my later 30s and I had a panic attack that enabled me to call 911 while I was on the highway, I was like, WTF, I cannot believe this is happening to me. I had driven in Florida, California, um, Texas, I mean, so many different places where, you know, traffic is so bad and there's all these, you know, quote unquote, bad drivers. And I never got into any severe car accidents. And so I had deemed myself a pretty um, good driver. And then I had a panic attack while driving. I was in Kansas and my sons actually wanted to rent a Jeep Wrangler. And so my husband rented a Jeep Wrangler. We were in Kansas and I was about to go visit some of my girlfriends that live in Kansas. And my husband said, you know, Ursula, a Jeep doesn't ride like a regular vehicle. So just be aware of that. And then my sister-in-law is like, yeah, they tip over. <laughs> and I'm just like, thanks a lot, guys. Already before I had even gotten into this vehicle and driving on the highway, there was this negative cloud <laughs> hovering over me and this, this drive that I was about to take. So I get into the Jeep and I'm driving it through the small little town where my in-laws live. And I could feel that the, the drive was different. It definitely was not driving like a regular car that I was used to. So I get on this longer country road and I start 
feeling my armpits start to sweat. I turn the AC to direct the air to go straight to my armpits. I have my hands up high on the wheel <laughs> so the air can get into my armpits. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I am like sweating. I'm turning up the music, trying to just like focus on driving. And I just remember like anytime a car would pass me, I felt like I was gonna swerve off the road. My hands were like gripping that steering wheel to ensure that I had control over the vehicle. And so then all of a sudden I get on the highway. And let me just preface this by saying that I grew up on the mainland, but I had lived on islands for 10 years. We lived in Guam and we lived on Oahu, Hawaii. So when you're driving on the highways, I mean, Guam, I wouldn't even consider, they don't really even have highways. But in Hawaii, when you're driving on the highway, you know, you're not passing semi-trucks. You shouldn't be doing 80 miles, 70 miles per hour. So you're not really driving that fast and there's just not a lot of big, huge vehicles like semis driving next to you. So I get on the highway, armpits are sweating. I'm starting to feel my heart pounding a little bit. Everyone's flying past me. And I was doing probably like 60 but I started to freak out. I'm like, okay, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. And, and I have always deemed myself as a very mentally strong person. And so I'm trying to talk myself through this panic and I'm thinking, you know, I'm saying to myself, Ursula, you've been driving since you were 15, you can do this. And like, just calm yourself down, relax. And I'm just like, my heart is starting to pound, sweating profusely from my armpits, my forehead, everything. <laughs> I was just sweating. But the scariest part for me was all of a sudden I started to feel tingling sensations running down my arms into my hands. And then I started feeling the tingling sensations starting at around my hips and running down my legs. And at this point, I had about a mile left on the highway before I got to my destination or to get off the highway. And I just kept telling myself, come on, you can make it this mile, you can make this mile. But then as I felt the tingling get to my knees, I thought, what if I can't control my legs anymore and now I'm on this highway and gonna get in a car accident? So I, I pulled over and I think the first call I did was my husband and he didn't answer. So then I called 911 because now I'm like really panicking. I'm on this busy highway. I am full on panic attack. Can't really breathe that well. Tingling sensations to the point where I like almost felt paralyzed. So here comes within like less than five minutes, an ambulance, a fire truck. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I felt just so defeated I was just like this is so crazy I cannot believe that this is happening to me by the time they had gotten there the panic had subsided a bit my breathing had calmed down my heart rate had gone down they didn't even bother doing any vitals because I seemed normal I told them I had a panic attack but there is no way I'm driving this jeep and so the sweet, sweet EMT was like, we, we can't have you stay here on the side of the road. It's like too dangerous. One of them got in the vehicle with me and drove the Jeep to a gas station while the other one was in the ambulance following. 
you know, I had to prove my point that I wasn't crazy. I'm like, don't you see that this Jeep, it drives differently than a regular car? And she was like, yeah, I can tell that it does drive a little bit differently. And I'm like, I'm not from here. I'm not used to driving on highways. I was basically trying to plead this case of I'm not a crazy person. Because for me, this was something that I was not used to. I was not used to not having control over a situation. And I felt defeated. I was honestly pissed at myself for not being able to work through the anxiety and the panic while I was going through it. There's just so many emotions and it's even hard to put into words the emotions that I was feeling. So between my girlfriends and Rob, we did this whole car swapping thing. Rob brought me a vehicle that I was more comfortable driving. Dinner with my girlfriends was great, had a good time, and then it was time for me to leave. And I got in the car, I started driving, and I thought I was going to be okay because I felt more comfortable in this particular vehicle. However, my mind started going places like, okay, you're driving, it's dark when you get to the country roads, and if you have a panic attack, it's going to be like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Someone's going to come out and murder you. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I started feeling that anxiety and that panic coming through my body and my mind all over again. I pulled over on the side of the road and I started like Googling closest hotels because I knew I was not going to be able to drive back to where my in-laws live. And it was around 11 p.m. at night. And so I was not about to ask my husband and father-in-law to come and save me. So I pulled into a hotel, stayed the night at a hotel. And the next morning, I thought, okay, I'm going to be able to drive back to my in-laws. No. The next morning, I was a ball of emotions. I could not stop crying. I was like coming down off the panic and the anxiety. And I was weak. I was tired. I felt sick to my stomach. Meanwhile, my husband, I call him and he's like, what the heck is wrong with you? You know, he didn't understand and I didn't understand either. And I was just so upset at myself. And so I had to have my father-in-law and husband drive to the hotel that I stayed the night at to come and pick me up. Thankfully, they were both super supportive. My father-in-law came to me with arms wide open and gave me a big hug and was like, it's going to be okay, honey, because I just was a hot mess. I was crying for several reasons. One, I was mad at myself because, again, I'm typically somebody who is mentally very strong and I like to be in control and I couldn't control the situation. I felt defeated. And then the fact that I had to, you know, call for help was just another factor that made me just feel so out of control. And again, the best way to describe it is defeated. I went back to Oahu and I was able to drive in my little town, no problem. 
However, when I would get onto highways, I would feel the anxiety start to kick back in again. I would play music and seriously, my boys really helped me because they would have to talk me through <laughs> um, my anxiety at times. I remember one night we were driving back home from North Shore and it was dark. I was on the highway. I had my boys with me. I knew I had to be able to pull through and get us home. And so the whole way home, they talked to me and helped distract my mind, basically. And that was just really, really helpful. So since that time in Kansas, I had never had to call an ambulance or anybody to come and get me on the highway or trade cars with me. The anxiety had never gotten that bad again. However, before I knew I was going to drive outside of my comfort zone, like outside of my little town, I could feel a heaviness on my chest. I could feel that my breath and my heart rate were going up. I also would purposely figure out ways to get to my destination where I wouldn't have to get on a highway. And I would think to myself, I'm not going to be able to do this for the rest of my life. Somehow I'm gonna have to face this panic and this anxiety, also because I knew that we were gonna be moving back to the mainland. And now here I am in Tennessee, and although I can take country roads pretty much anywhere, I knew that I needed to face this fear, this panic, this anxiety, because I need to be able to drive on the highway. I need to feel safe. I need to feel protected. I need to feel grounded. And I wanted so bad to just get over this. Before I had left Hawaii, I had spoken to two spiritual healers. One had told me that I needed to let go, surrender, release control. However, I was not allowing for that to happen. And so it got taken to the next level where when you're in a vehicle, you have to listen because like I said earlier, I, I could have gotten in an accident, hurt myself, or hurt somebody else. That was like a more spiritual, soul-searching type of um, guidance or insight. And then the other spiritual healer told me to imagine that my car is encapsulated in a disco ball. And disco balls are very bright. Basically, the the anxiety and the panic cannot come in because the light is is igniting from the disco ball and it's like pushing away that darkness. And I really actually liked that because music was something that I had found that I could use as a distraction while I was going through this anxiety and panic in the car. And so to relate that to the disco ball, like basically I am just like jamming out in my car. My car is this big disco ball. And so that was really helpful. But the other thing I really felt that I needed to work on was the tingling sensations that I would feel in my body. Therefore, I knew that anxiety and that panic and that fear 
were trapped within me and I needed to like get it out. If anybody was driving next to me and looking inside my vehicle as I was trying to release and let go of this anxiety, like I literally would be shaking my arms, kind of moving my legs to just have that that anxiety, those tingling sensations, that numbness feeling to release it outside of me, to get it out. And the other part is I would like sing, like utilize my voice to also help. So I probably look like the crazy lady jamming out in my car, moving all around. <laughs> if someone was looking at me, they'd be like, whoa, she's having a good time in that car. <laughs> um, but that is what started to help me recognizing that I needed to release something, to surrender, to let go, then utilizing music, sound, my voice projecting that sound, as well as movement in the car by kind of moving my arms a little bit and moving my legs. I could feel the, that anxiety and panic type energy like release from my body. And I was able to then drive on the highways when I was here in Tennessee. And it truly is when you're in that fight or flight, it can only last for a short period of time. And so when I felt it coming on, I turn up the music, start doing my little shaking, dancing in the car. And honestly, within 30 seconds to a minute, I felt so much better. I relaxed into it. I released, I surrendered and I could drive. Now, for the most part, I had not really driven by myself. It was typically me with my boys. And if it's me with a friend or a family member in the car, I actually don't really feel anxiety at all. I think it's that comfort and safety of knowing that somebody else is there with me helps. However, when I was with my boys, I think that pressure of me having to keep them safe would bring on some of that anxiety. And that's mostly when I had to have the dance party in the car. Um, and the boys would totally be understanding to that. They'd be singing with me and jamming out with me in the car. But when I was with a friend or my husband in the passenger seat, I totally felt fine. So to recap, I think what has helped me is the realization that I needed to release and let go of some control and to just surrender to it. To recognize that my body and my mind were going through something that I did not understand and to be understanding and accepting to myself in the sense of needing to surrender, to surrender to the control. Second, second to that is to envision myself in a ball of light and to know that my tires are on the ground grounding me and taking me to my destination and having that dance party and that movement a little bit in the vehicle knowing that these feelings are going to pass and they did lastly though i still needed to surrender or conquer driving by myself. I think what truly has helped me in this particular area is putting myself in a 
situation where I was in fight or flight mode in a controlled setting. I had gone on a retreat and part of the retreat was a cold plunge. And so I walked into this beautiful flowing ice cold water out in nature and I submerged into this very cold once again (laughs) water and water can be very healing it is feminine energy it is flow it is release and I just released anxiety I literally said as I was laying in this icy cold water I want to release the anxiety and I wanted to set the intention to bring in love and safety. And my body, of course, was in shock originally when you first get into icy cold water, right? But then as I allowed for that flight feeling to, to just push through it, the fight came out and I was like, feeling all the tingling sensations in a good way. It was no longer cold, it was warm and comforting. And when I stepped out of that water, after almost about five minutes, I just felt so relaxed. And when I came back from that retreat, I found a place where I could cold plunge here in Tennessee, and I did it again put myself in a fight or flight situation where you go into an uncomfortable situation, you power through it, you make it through the moments where your mind wants to take over and say, get out of here, don't do this, you're not safe, but you truly, truly know in the depths of your soul that you are, that you are gonna be okay and you are gonna be safe. You just need to push through that little moment. There's always light in darkness. You just have to go out there and try to find it. And so the more I've been putting myself in this situation of these cold plunges and being able to power through it and to stay in this icy cold water for four minutes, five minutes, I honestly think you guys that that has helped my anxiety so much because it's so mental. It's these mental stories that we're telling ourselves that gets us into this panic, this worry, this anxiety. And if you can push through those moments whether it be by distraction whether it be by playing music whether it be by visualization by breath work whatever it is for you if you can push through and continue to put yourself in a setting where you do push through it you will become stronger And that anxiety, that fear, that worry, that panic will become weaker. First and foremost, the recognition that you need to let go or release something. You may never know exactly what it is. However, you can't let that get to you. You can't let your mind spiral out and the ego try to figure it out and figure it out and figure it out because you may never be able to figure it out. All you know is that you need to let go and release the panic. 
you need to let go and release the anxiety. And then number two is recognizing when it starts to come up for you. Recognizing that, okay, my heart is pounding a little bit more than it should be. I'm starting to feel these tingling sensations. My breath is getting a little bit more heavier. I see you. I feel you. Then taking it to the next level and doing something that will work for you. Again, like I said, maybe it's a form of breath work. Maybe it's turning on inspirational music and singing your heart out. Maybe you feel those tingling sensations like I do and, and you need to shake, shake it off, dance it out. And maybe you need to do this before you even get into the car. And maybe you need to tell yourself, I know I'm going to get on the road right now and these feelings may come up and I'm going to allow for them to come and I'm going to relax into them. Sometimes I don't dance into the car, in the car. I can feel the feelings coming and I, instead of trying to control them and get mad at myself, I relax and I can feel them release from my body. Another thing that I have utilized are crystals. So finding some grounding crystals um, and maybe having them in your car or holding them in your hand as you're driving. I've also utilized a, a sage smudge spray. So I'll bless my car and myself and spray the spray in my car sometimes before I get on the highway. And then if you feel up to it, putting yourself in the fight or flight situation in a controlled setting by either doing cold plunging or by taking the baby steps of, you know what, today I don't actually have to go anywhere but I'm gonna get on the highway for one mile. Getting on the highway for one mile. Then the next day or the next week, getting on the highway for two miles. Getting on the highway for three miles. And just, you know, know that there's an exit that you can get off. You can get off the exit. And every time you push through to that next mile and that next mile and that next mile, you're making that panic and that anxiety weaker and weaker and weaker and you are becoming stronger thank you so much for listening to my story about anxiety and panic and how i am working through it it's still something that is in progress however i'm just i'm proud of how far i have come in this last year of working through this and I wanted to share my story because I know that there are so many more people out there that suffer from this and I just want you to know that I'm here to support you and I love you and I know I know I know that you will get through this if you enjoyed today's show please leave a rating or a comment I'd love to connect with you